Hello everyone, welcome back to the Knowledge Group podcast where we're taking a forward look at what you can expect at upcoming events where this time we're turning our attention to initial coin offering regulations, new opportunities and new risks. We're going live Thursday, November 15th between 12pm and 2pm Eastern Standard Time. All the information you need along with the full participant information and full agenda will be found in the description box down below along with the code PODCAST25 that'll get you 25% off your first webcast registration. We're going to be joined by Seth Gottelman, a principal at Covitz, Schifrin and Nesbitt. We're going to be joined by Scott Anderson, the principal at Anderson PC, Harvey Kessner, CEO at Dario Solutions, and David Adams, an attorney at Clifford Chance. Let's turn things over to them now. I've been a securities attorney now for about 15 years. I got active in the cryptocurrency space back in 2015 and have helped uh, several clients uh, navigate the, their way through doing uh, ICOs and now into STOs. Uh, what I'm seeing, would like to talk about in the, the podcast is how we got here, the evolution of security tokens, what that means uh, uh, now and what we think it will mean in the future. Uh, a quick note on what I see coming down the pike here. I, I, I'm not a big believer that the SEC is going to be doing a whole lot of new regulation. Uh, I'm reading articles now that uh, the SEC is looking to provide uh, plain English guidance on how to conduct your ICO. And I believe that the rules that got us to a $17 trillion a year economy currently are going to be the ones that govern us uh, as we brave into this new world of uh, cryptocurrency. So the first thing that we're really going to be taking a close look at is tokenization. And that tokenization uh, currently is investment contracts. So uh, we'll spend a lot of time during uh, our webinar in a few days here discussing uh, exactly how to go about tokenizing those investment contracts. My name is Scott Anderson. I'm a securities uh, regulatory attorney. I, I, I practice out of New York City, and my practice is focused on two things, representing uh, individuals who are under investigation by SEC or FINRA or other securities regulators, as well as providing uh, compliance-related advice uh, to people who are seeking to raise uh, capital, um, as well as uh, regulated intermediaries. Um, so my comments are going to really focus, I think, largely on industry trends. Um, we've heard a lot about uh, the ICOs. Uh, in fact, we still have some ICOs coming out, or people are calling them ICOs, but we have this new thing called the STOs. Um, what are those? How do those compare with the ICOs? And, and ultimately, how, how do these all, or are these all differentiated uh, from stable coins? Um, the SEC and other regulators have been very active in the space. Um, we'll try not to bore anybody too much with discussions of Howie because a lot of has already been said about that. But what's more important is now that the SEC has made very clear its position with respect to using a token in a, a, a capital raise, the next question is what does that mean and what happens when we have uh, regulated intermediaries like broker-dealers, investment advisors, uh, and exchanges enter the space, and what, what rules and regulations will they be required to comply with? Harvey, I think you're up with segment three. Would you like to sort of take your turn? Yes, terrific. Thank you, and um, thanks for the introduction. 
I've been a securities lawyer for 35 years. I started my uh, practice at the Securities and Exchange Commission and Division of Corporation Finance in the early 80s. I've worked at large law firms, both on Wall Street and elsewhere. And within the last six months, I've uh, started a, uh, a consulting company trying to focus on bringing some of the uh, wisdom and guidance of the ages to this uh, nascent industry. Um, my focus today is really on identifying, addressing common risks and legal issues. Principally, uh, I'd like, and I've also started a number of private ventures and served on the boards of some public companies. I've also represented uh, several of the cryptocurrency NASDAQ companies in their dealings with the SEC and trying to get registration statements effective. So I have a little transparency into the questions that the SEC has been asking. Um, some good questions, some bad questions, and some questions they just ask, seem to ask over and over again. But principally, I'd like to discuss the, what I have been referring to as the regulated token, and that's the acceptance at a token sale, whether it starts from a white tape or a safe or SAFT agreement or an online launch or vault, is and only should, should be viewed through the lens of the well-known rules and regulations that we've been all familiar with. Essentially, we're talking about tokenizing private securities. The regulators seem to look at it as if it's more like weaponizing securities in their response, so far anyway. Um, what this, that this is at odds with what people view as traditional rules and regulations is curious. I've heard people at conferences say, uh, you know, the, the, the token is in the cloud. It's not traded on NASDAQ, so the laws don't apply, and that's just not the case. It uh, may become true in the future. There may be some guidance in the future that comes out. Hopefully, uh, the regulators will speak to this. Uh, but until then, we're uh, really focusing on what traditional and conventional advice has been to anyone who launches anything that would be considered an investment contract. Really good questions have to be asked yet, like what happens if somebody sells more than 500 investors and 10 million raise? Do they have to become fully compliant? We'll address that a little bit as well as a recent no-absent letter that we presented to the SEC, which talks about a actual offering that's being made in real time right now and the role of a uh, transfer agent in, in looking at the securities, as the tokens as securities, and how you clear them from a regulatory point of view shouldn't be any different than how you clear restricted securities that are issued in any private placement, Rule 144 compliance and the like. That's uh, the focus of what I'll be speaking about at the presentation. My name is Dave Adams, and I'm with the law firm uh, Clifford Chance. I started off my career at uh, FINRA and then at the SEC as well. Uh, my practice focuses primarily on cross-border regulatory and enforcement issues with a particular emphasis on digital assets. I'm going to bring a little bit of that knowledge to the panel by discussing um, the so, sort of SEC jurisdictional and enforcement considerations as uh, they specifically overlay onto the digital asset space. So we're going to talk, I know we've received questions from clients about, well, should I relocate my business outside of the United States because the ASCC is being so aggressive? We're going to talk about uh, the effectiveness or lack thereof of uh, relocating to a non-U.S. jurisdiction. Um, we're also going to talk about a really interesting case that recently came out uh, at the district court level, specifically considering uh, the anti-fraud provisions of U.S. securities laws and how they uh, how they apply to a contract, or excuse, really a, a transaction that occurs on the Ethereum blockchain. Uh, the second part of my segment is going to focus on some real key recent SEC enforcement actions against both 
U.S. and non-U.S. ICO sponsors, exchanges, investors, et cetera, and talk about some key takeaways for people who are currently in the market from those uh, developments. The final portion of my segment, we're going to go over a topic that I think a lot of people in the, in the digital asset space don't really want to think about or talk about, but something that, based on our experience with our clients, is something that people need to think about sooner rather than later, and that is, well, what do I do if I receive an SEC subpoena or an SEC information request? How do I respond, and what are some of the steps that I can, I can take to um, protect myself? During the course of that, uh, during the course of the investigation, so I, I think it's going to be a really interesting uh, segment. I'm looking forward. I think all, everyone's presentations are going to be great, and I, I think we're all really looking forward to speaking with everyone next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Knowledge Group podcast. Don't forget all the information that you need to sign up and participate, as well as full speaker information and the full agenda will be found in the description box down below, along with the code Podcast Twenty Five to get 25% off your first webcast registration with us. Once again, that's code PODCAST25. November 15th between 12pm and 2pm is the time you need. That's when we're going live with this event. We look forward to seeing you there. Take care. Bye now.